Overlook Pop Culture. You are listening to The Next Report. Episode 44 of The Next Report is now streaming in your music player, however you are listening to it. I'm Thomas. I'm Stephen Kelly. And I'm the other Stephen. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like saying, I'm the other white (laughs) me. Oh. Well, I guess you could put it that way. <laughs> uh, I, I choose not to. <laughs> the other, other, no. <laughs> so, one of the things that I've noticed has been on the trend. This is kind of, think of this as a kind of media how-to episode, sort of like we've done in the past. One of the things that eventually happens is somebody's going to want to do something. It can be creative, business, more just generosity-based, charity-type-based, not necessarily tax-exempt charity-based, but get the idea. And one of the one of the more popular methods nowadays is through crowdfunding, where, where you basically sometimes rewards are involved, other times it's just please help out my poor old grandpa who's... who's uh, daughter, through illegal maneuvers, tried to use her power of attorney to transfer his house to her name and evict him, and those sorts of things. And it's been a very, very popular method to raise money. Um, Green open source software projects, um, game consoles, um, helping somebody get surgery because, you know, they... They're, they're badly injured, and their old age is caught up to them to the point where they need a hip replacement or they're going to be miserable for the rest of their lives, basically. So, like, when did you two first encounter any form of crowdfunding? Well, I, I had been hearing about it for a while, and I think the, the, the first thing that I actually kick-started, which... I've actually had some projects come in where I, I've got my, my things, but the first project I actually kick-started was uh, there was a video game series uh, back in the day called uh, Space Quest that Sierra had put out. And Sierra is very questionable with their properties. Like, they recently, not recently, but like a while back, sold the rights to Leisure Suit Larry to another company that made awful Xbox games of it. So they're not to be trusted. And they basically were going to do something similar with Space Quest, and it eventually fizzled out. But the two guys that actually did that game, you know, in the past, went out, uh, decided to make a new game. And knowing that they weren't going to get any funding for it the conventional way, did a Kickstarter and immediately got, you know, the funds for it. So I'm actually still waiting for that one. They've been putting out trailers and stuff, but they actually haven't. That, They've been, you know, hiring more people to come in and everything. So, ironically, the first one I did, I haven't got anything from. But since then, I helped out a, a documentary about ECW, Extreme Championship Wrestling, that I actually did a review for on the the newsletter. I've done a couple other video game ones, and I've also done uh, one of the... You are talking about the medical bills. I actually crowdfunded uh, Jake the Snake Roberts and... Um, Scott Hall to help get their various ailments fixed. Um, Scott Hall, he had he had to have hip replacement. Yeah, because um, you know professional wrestlers don't have insurance unless they appear in movies and they can get like a Screen Actors Guild card or something 
for some reason they're they're exempted from being they honestly should qualify to get stunt man insurance, but for some reason or another they are they can't. And it's just kind of ridiculous because they uh they do some of that same stuff that you would assume would happen. And Scott Hall was so bad, he was weighing over 300 pounds and was pretty much in a wheelchair because his hip was just gone, more or less. He had a, where the bones connect, it was just deteriorate, uh, deteriorated to the point where it was ridiculous. He couldn't afford it. And he actually, uh, Diamond Dallas Page, another wrestler, had posted a, a thing up for him and he got the money so quickly that, like, he posted a video where he was, like, crying in it and stuff. It was pretty crazy. Um, what was the issue with Jake the Snake Roberts? I know he had been addicted to drugs and alcohol. I was curious about that myself. He actually had, uh, he needed to have uh, surgery on his shoulder. And it was just the the same kind of situation. Like, his shoulder was blown out, and he couldn't afford to get it taken care of. So, and he had, you know, pissed away all his money. Both of them had basically, through their, their hard lifestyles in the past, had basically pissed away all their money to the point where it, they just couldn't afford it. So, so that's pretty. That's pretty insane. That and it wasn't like just straight up charity. I got. You know, I collect wrestling autographs, and that's one thing that they did. Is they said, you know, they gave away eight by ten photos, and they gave away like Skype phone calls and stuff. So you know, they were giving back to the fans. I got my eight by ten photos, and I was happy with that. You know, so. So there, there's some uh, popular sites out there. Some of the more known sites, Kickstarter, um, is a popular site. That's that's one way. It requires an Amazon merchant account, I believe, if memory serves. Unless they changed that recently, they because that's what handles the transferring of funds. Yeah. Um, Indiegogo is another one that I think they connect through multiple means, either PayPal or WePay. Um, trying to remember. It's definitely PayPal and Indiegogo. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was PayPal for Indiegogo. But uh, GoFundMe, that goes to a an alternative to PayPal, WePay, which another unique solution. Um, that's the same solution that um, Occupy Wall Street people use to try to raise money to get you know, feed the protesters and everything else, and the only thing we pay asking them is like, well, what are you using all this money for? Oh, well, we're, we're going to buy sandwiches and stuff for the protesters. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they didn't want to encounter anything, so... So that that's one alternative. Um, so, and those are some of the more well-known sites. you got guys also listed a few more, like, like Kiva... For internet, you know, international micro loans, um, and so it's just you know interesting. Now there are some initiatives that basically failed. Um, one of the big ones that comes to mind is Bring to Edge, which was supposed to be this giant computer of a make uh, of a phone. <laughs> I. I I was personally wishing that I could back that, but unfortunately for me to get a phone and back it in order to get the phone, it was about... Originally, the launch price was, I think, $750 was the minimum <laughs> pledge. And then to try and... Okay, well, the the goal that they wanted, that 
canonical wanted for the Ubuntu Edge was $32 million. They only hit 12.8 in a little over a month's time frame. And what they wanted to do was get that and then release it so it would be this desktop, PC, phone, all-in-one device thing. But the initial price was $750, and then they ended up bringing it back to about, I think it was $695, which in comparison isn't much. Yeah. But it was a, a marketing gimmick, I guess, trying to get more more backers. And it, and yeah, it was more of a loss leader marketing. Okay, yeah, it failed. But look at the numbers we achieved. Uh, there are people who are interested in this because uh, Canonical has been trying to get their stuff together for the mobile market. So that that was interesting. Um, Cards Against Humanity, that was another initiative. Uh, describe that a little bit more. That's actually like a huge success story. All it, It's a board game. It's basically like you have these little cards, and the, 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 the card, it's like, it's a, it, you can't really play it with people that are going to get upset at stuff because the whole point of the game is to make everybody laugh. So you'll have a, like a card that says, you know, it's like that, that, that old game show where someone would say something like, you know, when I went to the store, I bought a blank, you know, and you've got these little cards that have questionable things written on them, and so you would put down, you know, donkey penis or something. That would be hilarious, and, you know, they get, it's <laughs> stuff like that. And it's it, But it was a completely amateur-made thing that sold out immediately, sold out on Amazon, and, like, people there for a while were selling it on eBay for hundreds of dollars because it's you know, that popular, they only recently made their second printing of it. Because like, it's a small, like, five-person company or something making this. and the, You know, they did a Kickstarter campaign, and it was insanely popular and took off like crazy. <laughs> well, one perspective you can take on that is the you said it was what a five-person company. I um I'm I'm gonna look that up now because I don't actually know. Right, I I know it's a small enough. They probably hired more people. Um, I'm gonna fact check myself right now. Well, so. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, Apple started out very very similar back in the early '70s. It was just a group of guys that said, "Hey, let's let's do something. Let's do something new. Let's make let's make something people are gonna like." And uh, Steve Jobs was obviously involved. And uh, well, look where they went. Oh yeah, definitely. Same with McDonald's, which started in what the Depression. And a lot of the companies like that started in really horrible, horrible situations. Look where they are now. The only di- and the only difference nowadays is there's more things available: social networking sites, and me- social media sites. That definitely has changed the landscape of things quite a bit. Um, so, so like, what what were some of the other examples of ones that? You know, don't always succeed. Real quick, uh, I, I don't, I, I can't find for sure, but I've seen, I have a picture here of the team that did that card game, and it appears to be eight guys. So it does look like it's a small company. I would not be surprised if at this point they have expanded to meet the requirements of this game being popular. But that's oh, absolutely. definitely a small company. Well, and it's like that that wrestling one that I got. It was two guys that made that. So, so like. Like some of these things are gonna, some of these things fail, and one of the one of the things that I'm gonna 
Well, you you had one definitely that was a, a pretty recent failure that was pretty big, didn't you? The uh, calendar. Well, um, get to that one in a moment. But oh yeah, um, some like the do's and don'ts of this. And th- this is this is one that popped up right away. Uh, there's a free and open source project called React OS, and it's an attempt to basically through clean room implementation and other you know coding tr- you know tricks and everything else basically clone Windows, the Windows NT architecture um, from NT4 through well, what we have today. So somebody, a couple of people from that project get a brilliant idea to go onto Kickstarter to raise money for something called Thorium 4 Cloud Desktop, which the, the idea sounds pretty cool. It's um, basically targeted for cloud computing. I scroll down to the promotional video, and it's a recorded video from a Google Plus Hangout that is one hour, 19 minutes, and three seconds long. And I'm looking at this... You make some lunch before you watch that one. (laughs) Yeah, so when doing this, make your videos brief. Don't make them way long. If you're wanting to link to that you know, later on, be like, hey, if you want to watch more in depth, here you go. That, and provide that as an update, here you go. Um, as of the recording of this episode, there's three days left. They've got 323 backers. Um, they've raised, you know, $28,347 of their goal of $120,000, which they're not going to make it. Yeah, unless something crazy happens. At the last second, yeah, that's not... Is that Indiegogo or Kickstarter? This is Kickstarter, and... Yeah, because Kickstarter, if it doesn't make it, you don't get the money. The one thing that Indiegogo is different with is if, like, it fails, you still get partial money. You get whatever people did, but Kickstarter, nope. <laughs> and and the funny part is, you know, it says that uh, they have not connected to Facebook or anything like that, and it's just like, oh... Oh my God! Really? And well, in this day and age, you gotta—you really have to get out there and use almost all of your resources that you have available. I mean, you don't have to necessarily do physical advertisements, but I mean, throwing something on, uh, see if you can get Google on your side, or social media, Google Plus, or Tumblr, or Facebook, Twitter, right. whatever you can get a hold of. The more, the better, usually. And though kicks, sites like Kickstarter have um, have ways to keep people accountable, risks and challenges, um, basically explaining, okay, you know, this is a big risk here and the challenge of getting this thing accomplished. But there are some instances where the money is successfully raised. And so, in theory, they can do this project only for project to just fall through anyway. And one example of this is, um, you know, Girls of Cop Block Calendar, which the idea sounded very interesting. Um, I'm going to pull this up. Now, and uh, ref- uh, refresh my memory here, Cop Block is like an anti-police brutality type uh, thing, wasn't it? Um Partially, they record the police, um, they go after uh, what they see as unconstitutional 
you know, checkpoints, including ones that are sobriety checkpoints, which some of those can get a bit intrusive. Um, so it, it was just... Uh, Well, yeah, because as far as I understand it, it's March—it's almost March now, and they—they uh, they still have yet to release this calendar, haven't they? <laughs> it's a 2014 calendar. Yeah, I mean they—they've got the—they've got the—they've got the promotional video. Um, they had 46 backers. Um, they went beyond their $750 goal, and Lauren Beth Faulkner of Parkland, Maryland, basically created this. And it's just uh, it, it's just amazing. And so they hit their goal. Yeah, they hit their goal. But what one of the things that was controversial about this, the calendar has not come out. Um, well, that's what I'm trying to understand. <laughs> I don't know why it hasn't come out. It, it seems like, from what I was reading, that the company that was in charge of actually producing the calendar, like, screwed them over or something, wasn't it? Huh. Did a shoddy um, job. Well, one of the participants, her name's Tony Bone. She, those of you who um, listen to this podcast, who are from this area, may have heard of her from, like, up in Kansas City. She... She was. She went to court over a ridiculous ordeal involving, you know, turning used tires into flower pots, basically. Just, just local idiocy on the part of local government. But she was. She joined at last minute to support, you know, somebody else who was supporting the initiative. And after getting, you know, back the, you know, some of the work that was being done was awful. Person who put together. The Kickstarter was, you know, non-communicative and everything else, and it's just, it just turned into a giant mess. And, and one of the things that's important is if there's more than one person involved in a project and you crowdfund, ha- have a graceful exit strategy should things fall through. Talk about this in advance. Well, you should definitely make up a, uh, treat yourself like an actual company and, you know, incorporate and everything, because... If not, you're going to end up in these little situations where you're bickering at each other. And there's nothing keeping people either from just taking money and running. I mean, I'm su- I'm surprised that hasn't happened more often. I haven't heard any like big sto- like stories about that, but I guarantee there's been projects where you have some kind of vaporware or something that just never mer- materializes, and some guys like, well, I'm on vacation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. I guess that would be a good way to go. I mean, it's a horrible <laughs> approach. But if if you're a firm believer in the uh, uh, the uh, ends justify the means, then yeah. um, so be it. Because <laughs> I'm I'm trying to find it. I think now because it was just like where all kinds of Facebook conversations were screenshotted. And it just it was just it was just awful, awful. And I'm like, wow. Uh, this is an example, an example of uh, why uh, it, it just blows my mind. Well, they've had some other like problems with uh, crowdfunding. I've noticed that you've had two kinds of like like larger companies have been getting in on it, 
And the, there's been, like, what I would consider a cool thing and a, a crappy thing about that. And the cool thing is, like, for instance, uh, an anime company recently cra- uh, put on Kickstarter a Blu-ray release for an old show called Bubblegum Crisis. And that would have never come out on Blu-ray because they were, you know, per- uh, going to redo some stuff with it and clean it up and everything. And the, the Japanese company, like, were, they, they just weren't honestly assuming it would come out because... Something like that is an old show. They did the crowdfunding thing, and it sold. And basically the way they treated theirs was it was like a pre-order. Like, you were basically buying it up front. And I think that's awesome for certain things. That's what, like with that documentary that I bought and stuff like that. You're basically funding the production of it more than anything else, rather than, you know, funding development of it, which that's the ones I try to stay away from is the ones where it's like, you know, we're going to develop this, and all we need is the startup money. I'm not sure about those, but if it's like, you know, hey, this movie's done, we just need to be able to make it, awesome. <laughs> the approach you're talking about is uh, similar to the approach that, uh, e- even though it failed, it's the same approach that the Ubuntu team took yeah. when they decided to make the Ubuntu Edge. It wasn't that uh, you pay us this and then uh, we're going to develop this phone. No. If you back them with a certain amount of money, like, for example, they had a $30 pledge that you could back them with, which would give you your name on the founders page, which they still have the founders page up. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how many names were on there, but it's 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 a very large number. But that would get you that. And I think there was like a fifty dollar pledge, which which, you get, which would get you that, and then a T shirt, and then the next tier up was the phone, and they would send you a copy of the phone once once the date hit for the acceptance of all the money. But you were guaranteed that phone. And the same the, uh, the same approach has been taken with a uh, very, very popular game that isn't supposed to come out in alpha stage until the end of this year, uh, Star Citizen, which I backed. Uh, I pledged $30 towards it, and that gives you... You get a uh, ship, you get, like, ship insurance and all kinds of other stuff. And this, this game is a... Um, it's a very immersive, like... Uh, it's a lot like EVE Online. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're familiar with that. Um, but it's... It's made by a guy who's done similar games to this in the past, like um, uh, uh, Star uh, Wing Commander and a couple other games. I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but his name is uh, Chris Roberts, and he's he's an excellent developer. And this game, uh, it's in. They've released the hangar module for it, which I've tested out, and it runs on a very modified version of CryEngine three, which. If you wow. know about the name, it's what Crisis has been made from the Crisis series and the Far Cry Far series. Cry. Uh, really, really intensive graphics games, and the the graphics on Star Citizen, uh, I would say, even surpass that of Far Cry and Crisis so far. But this is supposed to be uh, not only that; it's supposed to be this giant world that's persistent. Once it launches, it's it's uh, MMO. Once it launches, everybody, anytime you have an interaction or you sell something or you lose your ship, you can you can be a pirate in the game and steal somebody's ship. Or the, the, the possibilities was with this game are nearly endless. But the game world is persistent. Whatever happens, the changes that happen, that take place, stay that way. Wow. And that's that's another, one of the craziest things that's being implemented. And there's also a single player add-on that's coming along with it. So, like, there's all sorts of interesting initiatives and everything else. It's, 
So, um, basically, and and be aware, uh, Kickstarter had been basically broken into. Though, from what I've read, Facebook based logins are um, safe. Although, if you create an old Facebook account, delete it, and transfer the email basically to the new Facebook account, uh, you, you could run into problems. So be careful. Be aware of that and be careful of that. Um, if you're wanting to say, oh, I need as much of this money as possible, then Indiegogo may be a better option because they do have that option to where they'll get a portion of it. Um, if you prefer repay, then GoFundMe is is another option. So, but in some international places, there's also uh, Kiva, right? Yeah, I'm not. I, I've never done that one, but I know that I listened to a podcast called uh, on that How Stuff Works Network, and I know the guys that host uh, the. Uh, stuff you should know, like they end up, uh, they talk about that. Basically what it is, is it's it's a loaning company more than anything. It's not actually like, what it is, is like someone in a, like a, a developing country will say, hey, I need $1,000 to help buy equipment so I can start a laundry service or something. Um, people will donate to them, and then the the premise is that they pay you back. And people have teams and stuff. So basically, what you're doing is you're not, you know, you're not making any money, but you're helping. You're basically, I don't say you're gambling, but I mean, you're 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 helping people, but you're not losing any money theoretically, you know. And it could fail. That's the risk you're taking. But it's not like you're paying tons of money or anything. You might. Some of those people only need, you know, a couple hundred dollars or something. Right. So it's just kind of like you're you're basically doing like charity that can actually help people because one of the problems I have is a lot of times when people do charity initiatives they go to countries and just give them rice and stuff and that's fine but that doesn't make their lives any better in the long run they you know just get food for the day and then that's it whereas something like this you're helping people perhaps start a business or get an education or build a church or you know you're doing something that's tangible so so that's a that's a different one to uh, go through uh, there, there have been instances where people like Adam Kokesh, who, are, who kind of is now out of prison, he was stuck in Washington, D.C., who decided, well, I will do this kind of crowdfunding thing on my own without using these third party services because they do charge a fee, by yeah. the way. Um, using, using digital currencies like Bitcoin and everything else like that. So. Whenever you, whatever you use, just be well informed of what your options are. Have an exit strategy in case something goes wrong. Like for example, if you if things fall through, say we'll just give you your money back, or 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 we'll, we'll divert it to this charitable cause over here so it doesn't go to waste, and have some you know dispute resolution built in because the, the cop block. Project, calendar project that they didn't have that at all and it just went completely it just went so that you know and don't post promotional videos that are over an hour long that's well don't make a ridiculous goal like 
I've seen some on there where, you know, and I, I'm just going to make a facetious one here because I don't remember any off the top of my head, but if you put on there like, I'm going to create a fusion reactor, I need $10 billion, no one's going to fund that. That's ridiculous. Like, why would you even do that? There are funding things for scientific discoveries and stuff, but you're not going to get that kind of money on Kickstarter. Or you're not going to get money for, there's a lot of really small ones that I'm not even sure why they get vetted through where it's like, you know, I need a hundred dollars to draw a picture, and it's just like, like, why don't you just ask your family for a hundred dollars? Like you're wasting people's time. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and, and there are those that fall through because they're obviously a joke, and it's going to crack people up. Like, let's build a Death Star. <laughs> yeah, that one was good. <laughs> and, and they even noted that the whole thing is obviously a joke, and that was, I think, in response to. Uh, somebody suggesting to the White House on, uh, you know, the petition to build a Death Star, and they're like, um, no. we don't have the funding for that. <laughs> uh, and they're like, uh, or you could go study science. Actual, you know, science. It's just like, uh. Another interesting thing that I've noticed, Ted, I don't want to try to detract from what we've been talking about, but there's a list on Wikipedia, and as far as I know, the first three or four are actually very, very accurate. But it's a list of all the highest funded crowdfunding projects, and the number one project is Star Citizen, the game that I mentioned. Yeah. Which, uh, their, their target was only $500,000, but how much they've raised between the two, $2 million they got from Kickstarter alone and the rest of the $36 million was a total of $38 million in 2889 plus is what it says, so I guess they just don't want to put in the rest of the numbers, but uh, that's the largest funding campaign, and basically, roughly, the math for that, they raised 64 times what their limit was, and then the the, the list has uh, 50 total uh, campaigns, and only one of them had failed, and of which is the Ubuntu Edge, hmm. which they... The, I, to, to look at that, it, you just have to look at it because uh, compared to Star Citizen, which is right above it, uh, their campaign target was only $500,000. The uh, target that Canonical wanted for the Ubuntu Edge was $32 million. <laughs> so, uh, and granted, Star Citizen went way above and beyond that, but it's 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 the concept of the video game. It's, it, it was a major selling point. Uh, Chris Roberts really hasn't advertised it much, and Ubuntu really tried to push this, but I think they just set probably too high of a goal. So that may be one thing to look out for if you're doing something like that, like you guys were saying earlier. Yeah. Don't set a ridiculous goal for something. I mean, granted, the technology was pretty amazing. A dual-booting phone, that's definitely something I want to try. Yeah. Definitely something I would love to have in my pocket, pull it out and have a desktop. <laughs> yeah. But, in other words, make it realistic. Um, so basically, the, 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 one of the big things is knowing, you got to know what you want accomplished. Know what is required for sure and know how much it's cost. Do your homework, lay, lay it out to people. This is what I need and why. Um, here's the challenges I'm going to go through and how I plan to meet them, some of the risks involved in this project. Um, there have been many successful projects. Um, there was a World War II veteran 
his home was saved through crowdfunding. So um, that's it, it can open the doors to quite a few possibilities. So just, just remember, in the end, to also have a graceful exit strategy should something go wrong. If it's more than one person, you don't have to form an LLC or anything like that, but have, an, have, have some form of formal agreement have some sort of contract at least beforehand, because um, otherwise, you know, the ladies of cop lock calendar—that's kind of what is going on at the moment. And it, you know, it that thing fell through, and it was just—it was just horrendous the way it fell through, and it's unfortunate. But we definitely can all learn the lessons from that. And also make sure your passwords are secure, obviously, and change them. Change them every so often, because there are those with less than honorable intentions out there. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> well, especially seeing as Kickstarter just just yesterday was hacked. So. Yeah, and from what I understand, the Facebook logins are safe. It's just. Apparently, when I changed the email, my current Facebook account, um, yeah, that there's a glitch in their system, so I'd have to sign up through a whole new account, and it, it, it's just oh, <laughs> oh well. So I probably won't be, I probably won't be using Kickstarter anyway because I have my, if I do crowdfunding of my own, because I, I have my own preferences anyway, and. I, Rather not have to deal with Amazon if I didn't have to regarding all that. So, so hopefully this episode's been informative for everybody and helpful. Uh, entertain yourself, educate yourself, empower yourself. What projects have you backed? Are you considering a campaign of your own? If so, just leave us a you know message on our various social networking sites linked at thenextreport.com. Or dial our nice little voice message box at 660-474-0345. You could be heard on the next Report podcast. Anyway, talk to you all later. Have a good one. Peace. See ya.